to the Bean Ninjas podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. Hey everyone, we're back again for another episode of the Bean Ninjas podcast, and this is the fifth and final episode in the series that Wayne and I have been doing together around our product watches. Wayne, how are you? How's your week been? I'm doing real well. It was an amazing week. It was one where I spent a lot of time with my family on spring break. We enjoyed a bit of disconnected time from TV, internet, our typical weekly schedule, and really spent a lot of family time camping by the beach and enjoying the sea and salt water in San Diego. Excited to share some of the updates around progress toward objectives, the challenges and lessons we learned along our week in developing these projects. How about yourself? Yeah, I've had a, a pretty good week where it's countdown mode for me now. Babies due next week. So we're really now just waiting for the arrival date. That's so exciting. I love little ninjas. Hashtag little ninjas, <laughs> everyone out there. Yeah. <laughs> There's quite a few now. So let's jump into it. So what were your objectives from last week and how did you go with those? Absolutely. So I had three. So really it was to put my learnings to action and specifically around building out my first two-year projection model and identifying some analysis topics that could be shared in my initial review with our customer. So I did run through that first projection model. I did find the tool that I was using actually allowed for a few different approaches, which might make for interesting conversations and learnings down the road. But the approach I took was a simple import of a projection that I'd been provided. And then also I spent a bit of time creating dependencies. So often in forecasting, you have one account that impacts many other accounts based on its fluctuations. What I found interesting was the tool that we're utilizing futurely actually allows you the opportunity to create those dependencies so you can create very fluid and dynamic forecast. My second was to create a workflow around how I would onboard clients. I do have four beta testing clients that are in the process of being onboarded. They each have varying demands, but I want to create a consistent approach in how we work them and transition them from accepting a sales proposal to that first experience in regards to Bean Ninjas committing to providing something and how they start working into our process and finally get to a recurring service. That was built out. I heavily leveraged the approach that we take in our recurring bookkeeping model. I feel like it provides a lot of clarity to our customers around expectations. It gives them touch points to know that we're moving the ball and that things are progressing. And my third was to begin to create the sales demo and really specifically a script or an example dashboard that we can use to roll out to many of our clients. This task has been started, but really I didn't put much effort into it as I spent a lot of time on my first objective. So I'm interested, Meryl, what's the progress been in terms of capturing some of the objectives you had set last week? 
My first couple of objectives related to course delivery, so delivering another week of group coaching and also publishing the last week of course content, both of those things have been done. And actually, I only have one more group coaching call to deliver today, and then the course is completed. My next couple of items, the first one related to figuring out the best approach to get testimonials. And as part of running a beta program, one of the questions that we asked of the participants at the beginning was, would they be willing to provide a testimonial if they were happy with the program? And everyone said yes, that they would if they were happy with the program, which I believe that they are, but I will try and get that documented. And video testimonials, I thought about it and I think they're going to be the best approach in this situation. So I've talked with other people who have done video testimonials. I've never done it before. And the suggestion was to jump on a Zoom call, a quick call, and then ask the questions that I wanted to cover it in the testimonial recorded. And then we could also turn that into written content later if needed. The third item was to pull together all of the feedback that I've been receiving. So feedback from course participants. I've been writing notes and evaluating myself each week. So pull that together. And then lessons that I've been learning from talking with other people that have run courses and coaching and put all of that together in one place. So I have compiled all of that. And that probably ties in to my challenge. I'm still trying to process all of the information from what I've learned in running this beta version of the course to translate that into what the next iteration of the course is going to look like. And I do feel like I've got information overload at the moment. And this was actually the situation I was in last year, 2018, where I was trying to create an epic course and ended up feeling overwhelmed and never finished it. And the way that I got myself comfortable in launching a course this year, as you would have heard on previous podcast episodes, was to break it into a smaller chunk and deliver the course only on a couple of specific units to address specific pain points. And I can feel myself going back into that feeling of overwhelm and trying to do too much and thinking about doing a six-month program or a 12-month program because that's working for other entrepreneurs. And I think the way to get through this challenge is to continue documenting everything that I'm learning, thinking through it, but really I need to be a lot clearer about what my next objective is and again, break it into small chunks and not tackle something that is too big for the next iteration of the course because I want to keep with this consistency that's come from this challenge and create an improved version of the course, but not take on a too big a project that I can't finish. So Wayne, what about you? I think the big challenge that I faced in my creative time is trying to think ahead in identifying what a productized offering would look like around virtual CFO services. So the benefit of virtual CFO services comes with the advisory and the insights that are identified from having an understanding of interpreting numbers. So I struggled a bit around how to build something similar to what we're offering the recurring bookkeeping side, where it's a productized offering that we can leverage dispersed team members. And it's something that also relates, it's relevant and it adds value across the board to nearly all industries and all clients. So I'm interested in your thoughts, Meryl, around building a productized offering and how you frame that in terms of delivering something that does become relevant and sellable to many. It is hard to do that when you're building a new product. 
because I think part of building a new product is experimentation and learning from working with customers to really understand what they want. And that was a challenge we had in the early days of Bean Ninjas, where we knew we wanted to create a product times bookkeeping service, but we still did quite a bit of experimentation and custom work at the beginning to really understand what people valued and what we could deliver in a productized way. So for me, having the end goal in mind from day one, which is that it needs to be that you want to build something productized, really helped. But also being aware that sometimes doing some custom work as part of the learning process is actually fine. Everything doesn't need to be systemized from day one, as long as that end goal is, or we're working towards that end goal. Absolutely. And I feel like there's certain areas where numbers become relevant to all businesses, but it is in drilling down and understanding exactly what people are most interested in and then putting that in a perspective that becomes repeatable that will be something that'll be in progress in the weeks ahead for me. And it kind of plays into my lessons learned and something we did talk about in prior weeks around listening to the beta customers and the feedback that we're receiving. But my lesson this week was really to gather each of teams more. The old adage that it's the acronym for the word team. And I don't know why I felt this way, but in rolling out these offerings, I felt like this was something that I needed to build on my own. And yes, I was including and getting feedback based on the landing pages we created and rolling some previews out to clients that had expressed interest before, but I never really reached out to our team. So we do have team members that have tremendous knowledge, skills, and experience in delivering similar type offerings for large multinational corporations. And I had two great conversations last week, one with an internal team member that will be supporting the rollout of this service offering, and then second with the implementation team at Futurely. And I'm just not sure why I hadn't reached out and had others provide insight from our team perspective in drafting out the first release of this dashboard product and VCFO offering. So my lesson and my takeaway for this coming week is really to continue to search for ideas and feedback. Not that I have to put all of them into play, but it provides a different perspective on where we could build things going forward. So Meryl, what was the big lesson you took from your workings last week? I've got two. The first one is if you're trying to do something in your business, especially if it's something new, talking with people who have already done what you want to do is really helpful, especially if they've done it recently, because they will have faced many of the challenges and overcome many of these roadblocks themselves. And that was really helpful for me. It was fortuitous that I happened to be interviewing on the Bean Ninjas podcast a couple of people that are involved or already have online courses and coaching. And so those podcasts were really interesting and I was able to ask some questions there as well as reaching out to my network and talking with other people who also run coaching or online courses and to get really dig into the specifics of things that had worked for them and things that hadn't worked for them. That did also create some overwhelm, which is what I was talking about with my challenges. And that led to lesson number two, which for me is about working out what I'm not going to do. So it's really easy to write a task list and then feel overwhelmed and 
think about how you're actually going to get all of that done. So something that I've been working on is listing everything out, but then having a column with what I'm not going to do and being realistic about things that are going on hold. It might not mean that I'm never going to do them, but in the next couple of months, they need to move off my to-do list and into the on-hold area so that I don't feel overwhelmed with the amount of tasks related to the next batch of running the next course. So that leads into my next objectives. I'll set objectives, even though this is the last episode that we're recording in this series, I'll still talk about my objectives anyway, just as a nice way to round it out. So to round out the course, I want to make sure that I record testimonials and get that done while it's fresh in the student's heads and also really put some time into preparing for the next cohort that will be going through the course and map out what that's going to look like and well in advance start marketing the next course. What about you, Wayne? So for me, the objectives for next week and beyond are really to just deliver exceptionally. We now have the idea that's been turned into an offering and we've actually sold it. It's an exciting time where now we just have to do what we do best and put our head and effort down and deliver the best we can to our client. I'm in a similar position where the benefits that are received from the social proof of testimonials in delivering this type of service offering will be the best marketing that we could possibly get. So for me, the big objective is really just to crush it and to sell the crap out of this new offering. <laughs> Love it. Well, it's been really fun recording this series with you, Wayne. I know it's the end of this series, but it definitely won't be the end of us chatting together on this podcast. So looking forward to talking again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. I enjoyed the opportunity. By the way, if you're a coach or consultant, we've published an in-depth guide to help you improve your financial health and cash flow this year. Check it out for free at beingninjas.com forward slash coaches. That's B-E-A-N-N-I-N-J-A-S dot com forward slash coaches.